Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. What's up? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Snug Wrestling. My name is Edgar. Hope you guys are all doing well wherever you are, whenever you're you're listening to this. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to hit me up at Snug Wrestling on all my social media. Subscribe, like, and share. The internet's been going crazy lately. Thanks to Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is uh, the talk of the town right now because of an interview that he did where he made some harsh comments about the brain Bobby Heenan. Paul Heyman was asked if he is one of the greatest managers of all time and Paul Heyman says that he's the GOAT. He's the greatest manager of all time. The undisputed because he's with Roman Reigns. And then he gets asked about Bobby Heenan, which Paul Heyman then says, screw him, he's dead. And that got a lot of heat with a lot of people. But it doesn't end there because he also followed up with Jimmy Hart is still alive. But that's just proof that God doesn't answer my wishes so major heat here with Paul Heyman but Paul Heyman I think he's just being a heel here he's just doing the old school thing you know keeping kayfabe alive I don't think it's to be taken too seriously like some people are this kind of reminds me of the Jerry Lawler interview too when Andy Kaufman passed away Jerry Lawler got interviewed about it where Jerry Lawler then responded with why are you asking me I'm the last person you should be asking I didn't like the guy so it's just a very old school thing and I'm sure if Bobby he was still around and I'm sure Bobby Heenan he's looking down and he probably would have done the same thing but man what a way to make a statement there by Paul Heyman and also to get some attention for this upcoming match at SummerSlam which I'm sure was Paul Heyman's intentions here we also got SummerSlam coming up this weekend and it's also going to be happening at the same time as AEW Collision so we have a lot of wrestling going on this weekend we have two shows SummerSlam is looking pretty good it's looking like it's going to have a good card but also AEW Collision we have a great main event over there which is going to be CM Punk versus Ricky Starks of course the main event at SummerSlam is Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso I'm going to be tuning into both of them but which main event do you prefer let me know at Snug Wrestling but for now we're going to get into this NXT episode this is the NXT after the Great American Bash if you haven't listened to my Great American Bash review episode please do it was a really interesting show with triple threat matches hardcore matches we got new tag team champions gable stevenson debuted we had a submission match and we also had a great main event for the nxt championship so please be sure to check that video out and this episode of nxt a lot of people on this episode showed up really pissed off after the great american bash a lot of sorry losers a lot of people just angry about the results from the american bash and one of those pissed off 
people were the ex NXT tag team champions Gallus because they jumped the new tag team champions of family in the parking lot as soon as they showed up to the building. So we get a parking lot brawl at the beginning of this NXT show. Lyra Valkyrie, this is the girl that wrestled Rhea Ripley last week and they had a pretty good match. At the American Bash, she randomly got jumped by another one of the female talents from NXT that I'm not too familiar with. And I say she randomly got jumped because I'm not sure why Lyra Valkyrie was attacked by this person, but they're going to have a match here on NXT and it's another jump start. So we got these two pissed off girls that had a brawl at the American Bash and now they're going at it here on NXT. Lyra Valkyrie ended up winning with a big splash from the top. Nothing fancy, but effective. And after the match Lyra had with Rhea Ripley, there was no way that she was going to lose this match. Lyra Valkyrie is, is building some good momentum here and is looking pretty good. Carmelo and Trick Hayes, they have a backstage segment and Trick said he's tired of being looked at as a sidekick. He's not a sidekick and everyone sees him like that. And Carmelo Hayes says, I don't see you like that. Yeah, but everyone does. And I honestly thought Trick was just Carmelo's sidekick. That was how he was presented and that's, I'm sure, how everyone else saw him that way as well. But Trick Williams, he's tired of it. He wants to do his own thing, but this isn't a breakup and it looks like Trick is going to venture off and step away from the shadow of Carmelo Hayes, which is good because usually when these things happen and tag teams break up, there's always that turn and there's always that feud. And this time it's like, no, you know, it looks like it's they're still cool, but Trick is going to focus on himself a little bit more. Rhea Ripley and Dominic from the Judgment Day, they're in the building. We get to see more of them later on in the show. The tag team champions, they're in the dressing room because they got jumped in the parking lot and they want Gallus. But Gallus, they're a faction of three people. Tony D tells his partner Stax that he's going to make a phone call. Who are you going to call? The Italian mob? One of your gangster buddies probably? But they don't say who it is and they make us wait to find out later on. WWE's most successful power couple, Dominic and Rhea, hit the ring from the Judgment Day and they get interrupted by Dragon Lee. And poor Dragon Lee, he does his best speaking English and trying to cut these promos and he, he gets stumbled up there for a little bit but he is able to recover himself and he's telling Dom, no one believes you're the greatest luchador. You don't believe it yourself. These people don't believe you're the greatest luchador. But you know what, Dom? I believe you're the greatest luchador, bro. Don't listen to Dragon Lee. You are the greatest luchador. Don't let no one else tell you that. You're not. But Dragon Lee says that he's gonna show up next week but not by himself and it's gonna be Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is gonna show up next week on NXT with Dragon Lee and he's gonna face Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship. So that should be exciting. Wesley and Carmelo Hayes. Wesley, he's pissed off too because he lost his match versus Dom and Mustafa Ali for the North American Championship. And I'm telling you, everyone in NXT is so angry on this episode after the American Bash. Carmelo Hayes and Wesley, they get in a locker room brawl with Noam Dar and his buddy, the guy with the fake Jamaican accent. And this is like brawl number three of the night already. So a lot of brawls, a lot of animosity 
heavy on this episode. Y'all need to take a chill pill. Y'all so angry all the time. Thea Hell, she has an interview. Thea Hell also lost her match at the Great American Bash versus Tiffany Stratton for the NXT Women's Championship. And the girl that's always fired up, the girl that's always angry, and the girl that's always blowing up is the one that's calm and cool in this interview. And I was expecting her out of everyone to also be pissed off after losing her match at the American Bash. Everyone else seems to be so pissed off about the bash and have sticks up their asses but Thea Hale she seems pretty collected here. Baron Corbin interrupts and tells Hale little girl this business is not for everyone. You peaked. You should just take your bags and go home and Baron Corbin has no chill for that. We have a singles match between Dijak and Thorpe. So Dijak I've seen him wrestle before. I believe it was a previous pay-per-view versus Dragunov. They had a hardcore match which was really fucking good and I haven't seen him wrestle since so I'm interested in this match already. Dijak ends up getting a pretty convincing win here over Thorpe. It wasn't a squash match but Dijak was pretty dominant here and he goes for a spinning kick. When he did the spin I thought he was going to do a clothesline from hell type thing but it was actually a kick instead which I wasn't expecting and it was pretty impressive. I really like how Dijak went about this match. He was aggressive. He had some good offense and this match was fun to watch. Tony D'Angelo he's making that phone call that we talked about earlier. Stax walks up to Tony D while he's on the phone and says what did he say? Did he say yeah? And Tony D says he's almost here and I'm like who the hell is he? Too many pronouns pal. But we don't find out just yet. Dana Brooke and Kehlani Jordan are having a backstage segment. They're talking about the kendo stick match Dana Brooke had with Core Jade and Dana Brooke tells Kehlani Jordan she needs to find that same killer instinct that Dana Brooke found during her kendo stick match versus Core Jade. And we have a women's tag team match Lola Vice and Electra Lopez versus Ulisa and Valentina. Ulisa and Valentina they got a little over with me because of their opening match at the Great American Bash. I thought both of these women did pretty well in that mixed tag match that they were in and Electra she actually looks like an athlete and not like a little teenage girl like most of these women in NXT and also in the main roster. So I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna check this match out. Electra and Lola end up winning it and the NXT women's division this is where it's at when it comes to women's wrestling. The matches that these women are having down there on NXT they're a lot better than even the ones in the main roster unless it's Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez. These NXT girls they really give it their all and they're doing some pretty good work and Electric too she's the bigger wrestler out of all four of these women in this match and she wasn't that bad either and we have a tag team match Carmelo Hayes and Wesley versus Noan Dar and his buddy with the Jamaican accent Carmelo Hayes and Wesley they're both young high-flying guys and so was the other team so this match was very high-flying very high-paced very traditional modern-day match that we see a lot especially in like the indies this was like an indie style match to me that's what it felt like to me it felt like a like an AEW typical tag team match with a bunch of the luchadors and stuff and there was so there was a lot of flipping and suicidas and all that crazy shit here Wesley accidentally hits Carmelo Hayes with a triple indie backflip 9000 and caused them the match that's not actually the name of the move but Wesley was doing backflips and accidentally kicked Carmelo Hayes and they ended up losing this match if I were to take a wild guess here and I'm going to predict that Carmelo Hayes is 
next opponent for the NXT Championship, it's going to be Wesley. After the match, Wesley, he's still pissed off. But Wesley, he's the one that fucked up in this match. But he still goes up to Carmelo Hayes and says all kinds of shit to Carmelo Hayes because of the match that they lost. But I'm like, bro, you're the one that fucked it up. Braun Breaker, he cuts a really good promo on Von Wagner. Said all kinds of shit about Von Wagner, saying that he was soft just like his daddy. And that scar that you got on your head when you were a kid, that's nothing compared to what I'm going to do to you. And if you don't like what I'm saying, then come find me. Damn, just like that, straight up, fighting words. So this is getting really heated between Braun Breaker and Von Wagner. And they're set to have their match next week. So next week, NXT, it's looking like it's going to be pretty good. Dom and Mustafa, they're in the parking lot. Are they going to have a brawl too? Mustafa Ali, he's also pissed off because he lost his match for the North American Championship. And he wants a rematch, but Axiom won't let him talk. And he gets mad at Axiom. And everyone's just getting mad here on this show. Baron Corbin versus Andre Chase. Thea's out there. She's not being her usual hyper self and, and she looks like a spoiled, pissed off teenager. The finish of this match was pretty interesting. Corbin had Chase in the Boston Crab. The same exact way that Tiffany Stratton had Thea Hale at the American Bash where Andre Chase threw the towel in and called off the match. Thea threw the towel in the same way during this match for Andre Chase but the referee didn't see it. Corbin's still ended up winning with his finisher at the end of days and this is the first match i've seen baron corbin win in months this guy never wins like he's been on a losing streak since i can remember so it was good to see baron corbin get the pin and also hear his music play at the end because i completely forgot what this guy's music sounds like because we hardly ever get to hear it because he never wins the schism they're trying to figure out which one of their jabawaki guys are going to business for themselves and they thought that it was the Creed Brothers. I'm not sure who the Creed Brothers are, but they show up on screen and they have a goofy video package up there in the Titan Tron. And at this point, I was already losing my patience with all this goofiness with the schisms and the backstage segments and the promos. And it was a lot of goofiness here on this show today. The main event, it was Tony D'Angelo and Stax versus the Gallus and the family. They had a surprise guess and it ended up being Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar, he is the number one contender for the United States Championship at SummerSlam versus Austin Theory and he gets a big pop and he gets welcome back chance. So this is another main roster star this week. Next week we're going to have another main roster star Rey Mysterio. So this was pretty exciting. I even popped a little bit because especially after seeing all of this from NXT it was kind of refreshing to see a face like Santos Escobar and it made the show a lot better the family and Santos Escobar get the win here and this was a little tune-up match for Santos Escobar before his big match at SummerSlam not my favorite NXT episode since I've been watching it but next week we have Dominic versus Dragon Lee which should be good and we also have Rey Mysterio that's going to be there the match between Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner should also be really good so I'm hoping next week we have a better nxt show and if not then i don't know how much more i can take of this nxt show just so much goofiness going on here for me let me know what you guys think at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon